0: Hello, my fine no-ad feed friends. What's this, an ad on the no-ad feed? What's going on? It's not an ad, not really. I'm just here to tell you that the system by which we do the no-ad is about to change at the end of June. We're going over to ACAST+. Plus. There'll be loads of warning about this and details of how you change over, but if you want to carry on getting ad-free Rahalastapas, then you have to move to ACAST+. Plus. The monthly Badger system will continue, and it will be to back... Uh, my other projects, my other non-commercial projects, such as Twitch of Fun, Self-Playing Snooker, and Stone Clearing. But if you're into Rahulastapur, you have to move over to ACAS+. You can stay with both systems, or you can choose which one you want to go with. But there will be more information coming up very soon. Thanks for your time. Now, listen to this ad-free, apart from this ad, feed-free fee. Thank you. Bye. Hello and welcome to another Rahalastapa book club. Uh, Very excited to have uh, Andrew Hunter-Murray with us, who will be talking about his book, The Sanctuary. Hello, Andrew. Hello. Lovely to have you on. Um, (laughs) Rahalastapa listeners will know you as one quarter of uh, No Such Thing as a Fish. So there's many strings to your bow. You're also in Ostentatious uh, and uh, you work for Private Eye. Right for Private Eye? Yeah, yeah. and write novels. It's anything anything I've missed? No, that's that's covered it very nicely. Yeah. That's the lot. <laughs> <laughs> no more. <laughs> so um so tell us about your previous books. I'm guessing you've you've worked on the on the 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 QI books and yeah. things like that. Yeah.
1: That was my first first job at QI. So I joined QI fresh out of university. It was my the first job I've ever had, basically. Um and I was working on a book called The Book of the Dead. Uh, oh, yes. which was biographies of, you know, mini Potter biographies of really interesting people. And, um, I literally just sat in the library for eight months and read biographies of, you know, Archimedes and Casanova and, uh, John D and all these, all these amazing historical people. Uh, Kellogg, the incredibly weird John Harvey Kellogg, yes. you know, um, so yeah, that was a really that was a really fun experience. Actually, think about it now. It was a bit it was a bit weird because yeah. we didn't <laughs> we didn't have an office, so I was just writing little writing notes on these biographies and just sending them off and right. <laughs> getting feedback. Yeah, sometimes
0: I, I did something I mean, not exactly the same but similar. I wrote one of the, one of the first jobs I had out of university, which I kind of got off the back of quite a few of my friends working for uh, the publishing house, and I'm trying to remember who it was. Um, I can't, I'm not, I'm not even sure it was, but I, but I ended up writing for the Macmillan. I think it was the encyclopedia of the Royal family. And so I, wow. and similarly, I was going around various libraries and then to Buckingham Palace libraries, which wasn't very good. Uh, and, uh, and then writing these little entries. But there by the time the book came out, the entire Royal family was about 90 <laughs> and the entire royal by the time it came out, the Royal family had imploded and completely changed. Oh my so the book God. Was, entirely out of date. so yeah i know a little my main memory is just trying to falsify my um expenses claims <laughs> and lie about how many hours i worked <laughs> they paid really well as well right. so i was really cheeky i was they, i was they, i was very cheeky and always added a few out because no one knows how long how much you're working did you get paid per hour Andrew? On that I, I
1: didn't know did get- so oh. i and if my bosses are listening <laughs> it would have been fine if you had but they didn't so it's
0: fine <laughs> so, I got, so i got i got i got i didn't the get hell. sacked but they didn't ask me back to do more i think i was okay. i was asking for too much money <laughs> uh, but i but I, you know my but i've got it so i managed to find a copy it's over there if anyone that's my that's my foot apart that's from incredible i also wrote the west london phone book Of 1989 to 90 or 1990 to 1991, I don't know which, when it came out. um, It wasn't really writing. It was just collating. Yeah. That was my first book. You don't get creative license when you're <laughs> writing the
1: phone. Oh, I'll stick a few more. Nate, this surname's good. I'm going to try and muck around with a few more first names. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I did change Stuart Lee's name to Stuart Wee. But it's a, it's a famous story uh, that I've told before. Uh, but anyway, this isn't about my early books. And so and uh, with, there, were, there were other QI books after that? Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. There's tons
1: of I was just a, I was just a research uh, research monkey yeah. for that one. You know, it wasn't wasn't doing the creative stuff but yeah um qi's always got a book or two on the go which is a really nice thing you know we've done the books of general ignorance and we've done the the fact books and um um i mean so many and then when we started no such thing as a fish we we you know a few years in we started writing books of books yeah. of the year which is a kind of digest of everything all the weird and interesting stuff that happened over the course of that year that was really fun to do but a nightmare yeah. to research because you've got to hand in a book about the whole year in September we did just- so <laughs> <laughs> that was tricky
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, and so is this your second novel, Is The it? Sanctuary? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right, yeah. So, so what was the the, the first uh, novel, The Last Day? Yeah. Which I I haven't read. I'm afraid, Andrew. I I have got it because it was 99p on Kindle, and I thought, That's the main I'll get that, thing. The and I'll read it at some
1: point. is to buy it. The reading is very <laughs> then, secondary to an author. And you know.
0: then I didn't read it yet, <laughs> but I will read it, because I, I did love the. Oh, entry. Great. So w- what was the... W- I mean, I think you. I, I read on Wikipedia that you always wanted to be a novelist or a, an author, some... so was, was it always the intention to... I
1: don't know who wrote that bloody Wikipedia. It's incredibly brief <laughs> and incredibly unhelpful. Like, it makes me sound like a complete amateur, and it makes me sound like a SWAT as well, which I was, but I don't... It's not the main thing that goes on Wikipedia. If you were a Swat or not at school, like it is weird because the first
0: line. Well, the first thing is just a quote. (laughs) When when did (laughs) I say that?
1: I I don't remember saying that. And it's not the most. Like there are about four lines on there about me, and that's one of them. I mean, it's not. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's the main one. It's the start. It yeah. sort of the sums it up. But, Go and change it, Andrew. Oh, Go and, t- I
1: can't be... Uh, I, I can't... Oh,
0: i have change mine yeah. and someone's gone on to... Well, I only ever put facts on it. If there's facts right. that are wrong or if there's a fact that isn't there, mm. I will put it on because it helps people. But someone has gone onto my Wikipedia page and amongst all the tropes of what I do, it says, Richard Herring writes his own Wikipedia <laughs> page. And then I tried to change it to but he only ever puts facts on, not opinion. <laughs> and then whoever put that one on took oh that off. God, so the see. irony is, they. Ed- I thought it was quite funny that I edited that bit, <laughs> and I thought they would appreciate it, but they were annoyed by by me editing. Anyway, enough of that. I don't again, want to get into I've
1: a done. flame war with the Wikipedia editor. Basically, is why I'm too scared to edit it. You know. Oh dear. <laughs> but
0: uh, yeah, So so what was? Oh yeah. What was the process of, of becoming a novelist, and do, and and um, how did you get this first book? Because it's done very well as well. Oh, we
1: should well, we should say. Well, the, the the main thing is that when I was at school, I always did my homework, and I was a bit of a swot, and that's the relevant thing there. And the, yeah. <laughs> the um, <laughs> um, but I did always want to write a book. I mean, genuinely, I can remember being you know I was a, was a I was a big reader from a young age. I always wanted to write something, and I assumed I was going to write something funny because I grew up reading so much Terry Pratchett and, and Tom Holt and Douglas Adams and Jasper Ford and all these all these brilliant writers. Um, and. I'd written loads and loads of short stories in that kind of vein, um, Mm. which I've never seen the light of day yet, although I hope to turn them into something. Um, and then I had this, I, I took them to a, a a literary agent. A friend of mine said, you should really talk to a literary agent. You, you clearly want to write more of this stuff. And so, and she said, I, I know someone you can talk to, um, and introduced me to this guy, uh, who's a literary agent. He's called Peter Strauss. And, um, he said yeah but i like short stories but can you write a can you write a full novel because it's you know it's, it's hard to get publishers interested in short stories because you know yeah. people don't people aren't as keen on them even when it's stephen king you know a stephen king novel will sell so much more than a stephen king book of short stories even if they if they're brilliant you know um, and so i said oh right novel okay uh, <laughs> and then i and, and a few weeks later i had the idea for the book that became the last day and I, I, it wasn't funny at all but i thought Oh, I like the idea. What would happen? I have to write. I have to know. I have to explore that world, and then that just it snowballed from there. And I just spent about three or four months just writing the world. I wasn't writing any story. It wasn't writing any characters. It was literally just what would happen under the. It's a big, high concept book. The first one. It's it, yeah. the world has basically ground to a halt, and half the world is now facing inwards towards the sun. Half is facing out towards the cold, dead universe. That's the and that all happened thirty years ago. So we're now in a in a britain which has lived with that and is in the narrow band of habitable territory on the earth so fortunately for the plot um (laughs) and so that and so i just thought oh god what if what if what if and then and it it, it all came from there you know um and then about a year later i had a a first draft i think and then sent that off to a publisher yeah
0: yeah I mean it feels like I mean from this book as well it feels like you put a lot of research work in it is uh, uh, before you even get into writing which is certainly confirmed from that first book was that the case with the yeah, sanctuary as well Yeah
1: a little it was with the sanctuary there, there are there are always aspects I'm I'm wanting to research and find out more about if you know what I mean as in yeah. I do, you know the the sanctuary um is about the main character is a portrait painter and so I did a fair bit of reading about that and about particular paintings and yeah. um and it takes place, I, you know, I read a bit about the, the <laughs> islands off the coast of Scotland because it's set on a kind of imaginary island off the coast of Scotland. And so, uh, and I did lots of reading about cults and about the end of the world and, um, Existential threats to human life. Those are, there are some brilliant books out there about that. So yeah, it's uh, it's kind of fun that research phase because you're just you're just right reading and scribbling and getting really excited, and you don't have to make any cho- hard choices about what you're going to follow at that phase. You can just enjoy the world building and the oh, oh, what about this? Oh, and what about this? Oh, let's let's try and yeah. include some of that. You know, it's a great phase.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I wonder how. I guess most people would would do something along those lines, but it feels like if you if you completely understand the world and and have and have have worked everything out in advance, that must make. I see. I yeah. t- when I write things, I tend to kind of bowl in. And I've I've, I've, got, I've always tried to write novels, and I get about one chapter in and probably because I haven't sat down and thought, what where's this going? Uh, it sort of ends. So I'm kind of re- I'm sort of fascinated by that, but I, I wonder whether. Whether you're especially fastidious in that due to your research background,
1: but. I I, the research background probably helps. It probably helps yeah. to just marshal all the thoughts about it. But no, because it's also at some point you've got to write an absolutely batshit scenario, and that yeah. you so you can't be too beholden to the research. Otherwise, you've written a research book. Uh, yeah, so, it's, <laughs> yeah, so balance, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, how would you? I mean, the 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 big thing with this is I don't want to give anything away because hmm. what's one? It's a really great book, and I was wrapped with it. And what it's it's so tense, and it's building up. And you and as a reader, you you're trying to work out what the hell is going on. And I don't really want to give anything okay. away about that because it's because I think that's going to be part of the joy of reading it. I mean, we'll talk about the concept, and there yeah. will be things that come up, but I, I don't want to kind of give away. Uh, too much, but so how would you uh, spoiler free yeah, okay, describe, yeah, yeah. describe the sanctuary? Okay, uh, all right, here we go. <laughs>
1: it's about it's about a young man called Ben, um, who's traveling across the country somewhere, and nearly this country It's quite near here, and it's quite near now. It's not quite either, and he's traveling across the country because his fiance Cara uh, has just written to him from her job. She works uh, on an island off the coast of Scotland for uh, an extremely wealthy, mysterious man called Sir John Pemberley. She's been there for six months and she's just written to Ben saying, I know I, I know, I said I was coming back. Actually, I don't think I am. I think my work here is too important. This is too wonderful a place, so I'm not coming home. Sorry. She, she writes that to him and he has to find out what's happened, why she's changed so much, why she's become strange like this. And so he thinks, right, I'm going to go to the island. I'm going to find Cara, I'm going to see Sir John Pemberley. I'm going to talk to him, find out what the hell's going on here. And so he sets off and, uh, and that's the start of the story.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and so I mean it's it's it it has lots of themes and 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 it has a lot of relevance to the world we're living in terms of I mean I think the the themes that we can talk about which obviously environmental there's there's it starts with um it's, you know there's an elephant an elephant becoming the elephants becoming extinct yeah it's
1: very depressing um, that bit yeah <laughs>
0: it really is and um uh, you know and it's a world and I, I guess a, a big part of it is a world where the old older people have everything and younger people are sort of working with, with no, which, you know, is what is is the world we are increasingly living in, where old people pre- accumulate stuff, especially boom the boomer generation, especially, I think, you know, they've sort of had this lucky life where everything's gone their way. They've had the free education, they've had the 3H and NHS, and then they get into their 70s and 80s, and, and they're just sort of, you know, not caring about the new generation. I mean, as Brexit I think, shows, doesn't it? I, I, I wonder. I sort of wonder if uh, COVID and Brexit had happened the other way round, whether oh. the elderly might have appreciated the sacrifices that young people made for them and been a bit, bit more happy to uh, give them something back. But it is that you know, it's that position where for young people now, where it's very hard to get on the housing ladder or yeah. into jobs or you know, because because all the money's being kept offshore and everything. So that's obviously like a big part, huge of, part of it of this. Yeah,
1: it's a, a huge part of it, and it's again, it's I, I think. One one thing I like to do when I'm writing is I'll, ta- I'll I want to take things that are happening in the world today and just turn them up a bit and just take take things a little bit further, you know, and yeah. and see where you end up with. Um, and that's that's a big aspect of the book is um, youth and age because that that is happening. A great deal in Britain these days, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that all pensioners are, are wealthy or doing well because you know there are there are plenty of sure. elderly people who are you know destitute in the UK today. But as a, as as you say, as an aggregate thing, that is what's happening, and th- you know there are swathes of the population who just have no prospect of getting on the housing ladder, and that's unsustainable. And it's it's happened within the last. 10 or 20 years that 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 shift has really accelerated and I don't think we've seen the consequences yet and so the book is an attempt to kind of map out some potential consequences or you know I I I, I think um as with the last day so in the last Date, the world is not going to stop turning right it, I mean obviously that's not going to happen even though I yeah. researched quite a careful way it could but um in that book it's about um Britain which is warmer, which uh, is dealing with um, very substantial migration from overseas, people avoiding uh, the changing climate, and I think those things may well happen in the next fifty years. You know, it's 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 a way of talking about those things without saying they're going to happen in in our world, in this version of the world, and you can yeah. kind of discuss them in a more interesting way if you're doing if you're not just saying this is what's going to happen. Um, also, because that's it's a very grim prospect, and there's a kind of Protective layer of sci-fi that you can put around things to discuss the world that exists today, and that's so. That's yeah. definitely what I've tried to do in the sanctuary as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's great. um Yeah, I mean, I, I, it kind of remind. I, I was as a kid. I mean, a I'm sort of. I, I'm not. I was surprised a little bit how s- serious <laughs> yeah. it, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's not. A, it's not it, it, as you say. If you were growing up, Douglas Adams. And thinking that's the way I'm going to go. This is not like a, a comedy book at all, really. There's not. I mean, no. you know, there's, there's. not. I'm not saying there's no laughter, <laughs> but it's not. It's not going for the laugh. No, no. It's. It, it is. It is quite serious. Is that? Would you? Is that now what you think you want to do? Do you want to do sort of serious sci-fi, or would you? Would you branch out into to try and? I would
1: of- branch out. I mean, I. I. I it's, it's interesting because you. Ha- uh, yeah. I'm really interested in books that authors wrote when they were expected to do one thing. And then you get like <laughs> Martin Amis writing a book about video games, gaming arcades, which he did in the eighties when <laughs> I think it was already quite successful. He was writing a book about how to do really well on Pac Man. Like I love I love <laughs> things like that. And um you know Roldar's cookbook, which I don't think he actually did a cookbook, but you know what you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I I I like authors like I mean Anthony Horowitz just writes so many different kinds of things. For example, yeah, he writes thrillers, he writes crime, he writes James Bond books, he writes you know much funnier books aimed at children. Um, he he writes so many different kinds of things, and I I really uh, respect that. You know, yeah. I think it's worth doing. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, no, and it's you know, and and of course uh, you know we say as I've said this with, with other comedians who've written books and. But you know, you are comedians are writers, and you're obviously you have you are a journalist <laughs> as well. So you know, it, because because we associate you with comedy, doesn't mean you can't do something serious. I, I think it sort of it I, it was sort of old. It's a sort of old fashioned in a, in a positive way. I think the writing of this it reminded yeah. me of the books I liked as a kid, which were by like, by John Wyndham and H. G. I mean, Wells. It felt it had a real feel of those that's to the me.
1: highest possible prey. I love John. Yeah. Weirdly, I am right now reading a. a a Wyndham novel, which was unpublished in his lifetime, uh, oh, really? yeah, and also <laughs> this is this is I would never read it before. It's called Web, um, right. and it's about the establishment of a utopian society on a remote Pacific island, so not a North Atlantic one, at, l- at least by um, by a by a millionaire with ideals. And then, I mean, right. his goes in a very different direction, but oh my god, it's good. Yeah, Wyndham was a master of that kind of stuff. Change one yeah. thing, change an aspect of the world, keep humours the same. That's important, you know, write honestly about human behaviour. Um, and his, they have a lovely – I don't I, I don't want to trash talk Wyndham at all, but they have quite a starchy quality, as in they were rather disparagingly all cosy catastrophes, you know, Day of the Triffids, Yeah. Most of the people he encounters are quite middle class, you know.
0: Yes. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs>
1: um, yeah, and so that, that that's uh, – that's an element of it, which I guess has changed. Although I don't know how much I've changed it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you know, it is those great imaginative ideas that those, you know, and sci-fi is often looked on as sort of not not being as, uh, you know, vital or as mm. intellectual as other novels, which are, you know, and Margaret Atwood's one of my absolute favourite authors, and yeah. I just think. And she's doing sci-fi, basically, yeah. and and it's and it's extraordinary. And Kurt Vonnegut as well, Absolutely extraordinary authors. And I think I don't. I think luckily Margaret Atwood <laughs> gets the credit she deserves yeah. and Booker Prizes and stuff. But it is quite rare that sci-fi gets that kind of acclaim. It's whereas very he-
1: interesting. Yeah, and you look at um, like I. I mean, I don't think he would like this characterization. But an author like Kazuo Ishiguro, hmm. I mean, Never Let Me Go is a is effectively a sci-fi book. It's about it's about a very sci-fi scenario, and his latest one, Clara and the Sun, is also a, a sci-fi scenario. But yeah. it, he's not really focused, he's not focused on the, whatever the sci-fi, I want to give away the twist of Never Let Me Go, which is such a good book. <laughs> but he, he, he is writing about a slightly different world, but he's he's doing that to kind of get at the truth of human relationships. So maybe it's about this sort of ultimate Intent of the book, you know, about where people end up being ca- characterized, like you know, The Handmaid's Tale is not um is not be- being told to end up with a sci-fi point of view. But then again, I don't think it matters. Like good good writing encompasses the human and yeah and the societies we've constructed and how they might might or might not change and how human behavior changes under different circumstances. Like that's just good writing, you know. So yeah, I, 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 and as yeah. you
0: say, it's a great way to you know to to talk about what's going yeah. on and what could happen. yeah I mean again with the handmade tale it, it seems it seems almost like a premonition of what was possibly yeah. going to happen but um you know it's it's a way of examining our own world which exactly. I think this but this book does uh, your book does uh, fantastically well. Um I'm quite I mean I'm interested in uh, Ben the main character mm. um and A because I wondered if you were a a paint, I thought the, the 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 knowledge of painting was so good, and so and the nah. and the vision of what a painter is. I wondered if that was something that you were personally into, or no, you just, as it seems, you just researched.
1: Literally, it. no, no artistic <laughs> skills whatsoever here. I'm very, I'm, right. you know, I I may write books, but in every other aspect, I'm totally, totally uncreative. And so this was, <laughs> yeah, no, he's a yeah, he's an interesting character. I don't think he's completely likable. I think no,
0: that's what I was going to say. I mean, I think he's there's a sort. Of, it makes sense in the end, I think, but um, he's the arrogant. I mean, I think that that that, yeah. that point where he gets stopped by the border guards and they they are always going to beat him up unless he does something, and then he refuses. Yeah. He's arrogant <laughs> and refuses and gets beaten up. Yeah, um, sort of sums him up, really. I think that's a good. Yeah yeah, his, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought of that particular scene <laughs> as an indication of his character, but yeah, he is. He's not. I like main characters who aren't very likable and the book's told from his perspective as well and I I really enjoy reading books where you read the story that ostensibly the main the narrator is is telling they're getting they're getting all the shots they can tell you whatever they like about themselves and they still manage to come across badly I love yes. that I I, yeah. I I think that's a really fun thing to write um
0: there's a lot of comedians autobiographies like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I've talked about before as well but yeah no, I think that is you know it is because you, you are I mean, in the end, uh, again, without saying what any of the vision is, I I, I sort of had quite a lot of sympathy with uh, Pemberley's ideas. <laughs> so, so, although the main character doesn't doesn't want them to happen, yeah, there's a, there's a sort of logic behind it that makes that that makes sense. And I
1: I I I that's a relief to hear because that's what I wanted yeah. to do as well. Because you you don't yeah. you know once you once you make a character wholly bad. Uh, <sighs> Where do you go? You know, and that happens in the last day too. That one of the things that's happened in the last day that, that there has been an absolutely monstrous act carried out, which you know some people would argue for and would argue was the sensible thing to do, and um, it's a it's a grotesque act of compromised humanity, which right. might be necessary anyway, or so, yeah. you know, and 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 that's where the crunchy stuff is. That's where the interest, interesting stuff is you know people who say yeah. i know i know this is an awful thing to do but i think i have to do it you know i love i mean i can't remember which playwright it was who said in a really good play nobody's in the wrong nobody's yeah. in the and that what a that's hard to write but if you can it's it's uh yeah
0: well it is an at least you know i think that a, a certainly a lot in tv stuff and, and less i mean obviously in a novel you get more bit more chance to explore stuff but uh in depth but with tv stuff there's often so obvious baddies or just so, you know <laughs> the boyfriend character that someone's with is so obviously inappropriate for them right not, you know so wrong for them that you think well there's this there's, there's no jeopardy in this yeah your girlfriend or boyfriend is is deliberately written as being awful whereas the truth of like changing a relationship or something is that you're in with someone for a reason yeah and there's got to be a reason you're there yeah
1: exactly uh,
0: and and, and obviously it's from your own it's from one's perspective whether someone's good or bad as well whether they're doing something to help you or not generally I mean yeah. not not with great acts of evil I suppose <laughs> but uh, but with you know for, with most things someone that, someone's villi- your boss is only a villain to you because yeah. they're telling you what to do yeah yeah um, you know then they're, they're not a villain to another boss or their wife or, or yeah exactly or whatever yeah. so yeah. so it is it is a really important thing i think to to write that and yeah i think that's one of the, one of the things that i really like about his book is that, that i mean you do it's not like the, the 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 narrator character is such an idiot that you don't care what happens to mm. him uh but and you you know and like him you want to find out what is going on yeah. and i suppose that that level of the 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 character he has is the reason that he pushes through where other people might just go oh okay this is all right <laughs> <laughs> I'll just just yeah. sit back he's wanting to know and his his desire to so, as 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 I suppose as the artist is desired to sort of see the whole person. Yes.
1: Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. And the kind of Pemberley, the, the Sir John Pemberley who owns the island, and the and the island itself are kind of they're kind of symbiotically linked. You know, finding out the truth about one is finding out the truth about the other, and that's uh, yeah. and as because he's a painter, he he tries to make honest depictions uh, he's a very compromised character as well like his job is to paint uh the wealthy his job is to paint people yeah. living in the enclave villages which sir john pembley established and where the wealthy have mostly withdrawn to he goes around uh, effectively giving giving the rich idealized versions of themselves he has compromised a lot of his ideals on the way to where he is now and so the yeah. book is is partly him slightly reaching the end of his rope there and saying yeah i i can't quite compromise this far, you know, this far and no further.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's all it's it's very very interesting stuff. Um, yeah, again, I think without uh, without giving too much away. I mean, I think I I, would, I was interested whether the biology. Let's do without again without going necessarily into yeah. what it is the the biology of um of what is going on and how much that is based on fact and possibility and how much you've created. Stuff around that is is it is it a possible is the scenario that turns out to be well, the book is it, is it possible you know. anything yeah, possible? I, uh... but is it based is it based on anyone anyone's particular
1: research? I don't think anyone's proposed the exact thing that I've not the exact suggested thing. is going on. Thank <laughs> God, because <laughs> that is a good reason. I think I think I found a novel mechanism for a for this particular. Um, yeah. Oh God, it's so hard to talk about without that because it, it is, that's it. like it's... a last fifty pages thing of the book is where it all starts really yeah. kicking off. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm interested in those questions of.
0: Um, I mean, it's it's something that people are researching in that general area. Yeah, right? absolutely. So it, yeah. it is it is uh, you know it's it's about DNA and all that sort yeah. of stuff and, and what we can do with that. I think we can say without definitely without giving too much yeah. away. But I mean, yeah, I mean the the end of the book. I mean, even just saying there's loads of twists in it sort of is, is almost a spoiler. But it, it 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 does. There's sort of so much. There's so much stuff that happens in the last fifty pages yeah. that it is it is it's one of those one of those books you sort of think i, I might have to go back and recall <laughs> again just to just to get the wealth of stuff that's happened there but yeah it, it is you know it's a it's a, it's a real what what a, it's quite a slow burner i think isn't it, andrew and, and i think and then then yeah. and then everything sort of tumbles exactly apart. there's a fuse and there's and, a
1: barrel of dynamite and then <laughs> yeah
0: and that's that's what's really good about it because the tension of you know i really really enjoyed going well, what the hell is happening you know it's 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 not ambling along; it's very enjoyable, <laughs> but it's going. It's it's you know, it's a it's a slow burn, yeah. and then it is a it, this uh, very explosive stuff, and 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 you're left with a, a lot of uh, questions and a lot of you know. And it's always nice when something ends. I don't think I don't think you'll write a sequel. You could do a sequel, but you're not, you know, I don't think it's a sort of sequel ending. But it's an ending where the reader is left to yeah. imagine. quite Oh, a lot definitely. Well, I so. really, I really
1: yeah. like those you know books like that, which. Yeah, give you a lot of. In fact, Hamo's tale actually it ends, I think, with her being bundled into the van, doesn't it? And then you don't, and you Co- don't know. Then why...
0: there is a sequel, though, isn't there? Oh so yes. Then, then it is. Then it is. And so she did. I mean, I think that's it. It, it, it is, and the sequel is good as. I mean, she's. I mean, Margaret I would. I. I couldn't. Yeah, she's uh, a have, I, yeah. As we talked about, and the Ralstva. I have a lot of time <laughs> and I deeply regret spending a <laughs> lot of time talking about w- wanking people off with their writing machine because I'll never get to talk to her. Now. I can't talk to her now, can I? No. This I don't think
1: a, I can either. I, that, think, I think I'm think i also that. implicated. So, you know, we've both managed to cut ourselves off from one of our heroes. Yeah.
0: Um, but there we go. Um, and I, I, another thing I liked about the audio book, and I'm not sure, I don't think it's in the book book, is you've got a little extra where no, you talk right. about some of the books that yeah. uh, influenced you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is a really nice touch. The uh, Philip Pullman one sounds great, which I wasn't aware oh, of. Yeah, Demon Voices is the... an incredible
1: yeah. book, and it's a book about storytelling. And he he writes about story mechanics basically. And he's he's a really interesting author because he he his the Northern Knights tragedy, I think he was in his late forties or early fifties when they were published. Right. Like he wasn't a twenty five year old out of the blocks author. He'd written lots of books before, really good ones, but. Yeah. Um, It was kind of like that was the culmination of lots of other things he'd been writing about. And Demon Voices is a collection of lots of articles about stories, uh, speeches he's given about stories, um, you know, various different media. He's, um, you know, introductions to books and afterwards and things like this. Um, But you kind of get a sense of what he thinks is important in story, and in particular in a a fantastical story, the kind he writes in another world, you know, what his particular values are. He's quite rude about Tolkien, which is quite funny. Um, (laughs) And he also says it's okay, you know, the primary – purpose that you should be writing is uh to to make money to live on and support your family if you have one and that's (laughs) that's allowed and you're allowed to represent yourself as a writer who needs to actually make a living from the thing you're doing take yourself seriously um which is it's really encouraging to read you know
0: yeah okay well it is hard to make i mean i I know you've got uh with again with the 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 last day you've sold the film rights for that and, and it, you it's sort of right, it's under
1: you, it's a, it's it's sort of under offer it's a sort of tangential thing where it's being developed at the moment and it's it's right. um it's been worked out I, I i think i'm allowed to say it's you know that there's a i've read a pilot version of the script which is incredibly exciting and so yeah that's that's really thrilling and you just you know lots of these things don't come to pass and and if they do it takes several years and so you just have to if, if so if anyone's interested in turning it into something else that's amazing and you just have to be Glad of the interest and you know, do what you can to to help it along, but also not say, Oh, right, it's definitely going to be a film and we're going to be writing The Last Day Seven in 30 years' time or whatever it's going to be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah, that's that's happened, which is very nice. Um,
0: yeah, but it's you know, so that's that's it is pretty tough to make a living writing books, though. You know, yeah. I, I would have thought, especially with not, you know, just especially with something that you've like you say, you're investing. That all that time before you've even really got, you know, you might invest all that time and create a world and have an idea, yeah. and then go. Oh, no, it's, it's, <laughs> this doesn't work at all. I fucked it up. I suppose it's let the more time you spend on, it, the less likely that is. But well, you know, it, the initial idea has to be good enough for to you to know that it's worth spending a year developing yeah
1: but i mean things things don't come off sometimes you know i stopped writing the last day i think once or maybe even twice i just couldn't see a way forward with it and i I wrote the first thirty thousand words and then they weren't any good and i gave up i had to start again from scratch you know it it happens and after the last day i um i started writing another idea for a world which just didn't quite come off and i'd written nearly twenty thousand words of it and i thought it's too it's a bit too grim this world it's not quite It's not quite in the spirit of the kind of books I want to be writing. And so I just put it to one side. And that's, you know, it's, uh, so it does, it's not very encouraging, but it does happen. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, you know, it's, but there's, you know, a lot of people will be trying, you know, even if you, even if you get published, which is obviously the massive hurdle to overcome in itself, there's most authors are, you know, not selling. Yeah. It's, you know, more than, more than a thousand books in hardback. And, you know, that's not going to make them any actual money. Exactly.
1: It's a, it's a constant, um, you know the 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 hurdles always lead to something else. You have the idea yeah. then you've got to write the book, which is hard. then you've got to get a publisher interested, which if it's you know if it's the best book ever might be incredibly easy and you get twenty five publishers bidding a in you know, a bidding war within a day normally doesn't happen that that yeah. doesn't happen very much at all um and then once it's out, you've got to to tell people about it and hope it sells and then hope you get you know enough interest to write the next one, which hopefully you're already working on but yeah, everything. Every good thing is is tricky to get and then also leads to something else, which is also hard. So, But it's also so much fun. I mean, it's what a, you know, what a treat, what a thrill to be, to have made yeah. up a world. And then to have people talking to you about it, saying, yeah, didn't think much of Ben, you know, or, or whatever, or what's Bianca doing? You know, that kind of, yeah. like, that is a real thrill. It's lovely.
0: Yeah well it is not you know and when it's good and when you know it it does feel like you know and, and that's what what i love about imagination generally <laughs> whether whatever it is it feel even though none of these people are real and even though it's absolutely just some words on a page yeah. you really do have visceral feelings about all of these characters yeah. and that's you know that's that's when writing is I mean, hopefully most people who are writing novels are managing to do that, but but it is sort of bizarre when you think about how invested you can get oh, yeah. you know, or in anything. It could be a TV show, it could be a comedy show, it could be anything, but you get invested in those characters to that extent yeah. that you know that you can actually slightly forget it's they're Nothing not actually real, real
1: people. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter at all. But but that's the <laughs> I really like this, this thing about writing, which is if you read something that's good enough, it doesn't matter where or when it was written. You are connecting with the author who might have been dead for two hundred years, but it yeah. doesn't matter because the the stuff is good, and you are you're laughing at a joke that, for example, I'm sorry, I'm in ostentatious. I'm a huge fan of Jane Austen, laughing at a joke yeah. that Jane Austen wrote in eighteen oh seven. That's insane, but it's it's a good joke, and the character is beautifully drawn. Um, Edith Wharton yeah. as well. I'm a huge fan of like she writes incredible people. You know that's a her characterization is just so strong. You have to have an opinion about these characters as you're reading them and you really want them to succeed or to fail. And it's, uh, yeah, it's glorious, but it's surreal.
0: And and on a a level of being a writer, I mean, you do so many different things. And obviously I've found that writing a book is the hardest of all the things that I do. And I've not written novels, which I would imagine is harder. How how are you fitting all (laughs) those things in? And how do you allocate your time to writing a novel? Are Are you... putting days aside or are you just as first cracking first thing in can? the morning
1: It's first thing in the morning when yeah. my brain is nice and fresh and just before the rest of the day started because once i find in my experience once i look at my emails i'm stuffed you know once i because then the world's got a little like hook in you and you think oh yeah i haven't i haven't written that sort of two paragraph thing i needed oh and no, i haven't done that and then I, and then you're whereas when you're just you know fresh up in the morning you can just kind of slip into the world a bit more easily and imagine yeah. it more. And, and, and so, yeah, I've, the both books I wrote, um, exclusively before 10 AM I'd say. right? Uh, <laughs> and, and slowly, you know, it can be, it can be an hour a day or it, it does. It's not, a, it's, it's not, you know, and some days you mess up and you you get up late and you you don't get that hour, and then I'm very ratty for the rest of the day because I think I've kind yeah. of left everyone in limbo on that planet I'm writing, where I really should have checked in with them. And you know, but it is, but you know, if you can write a thousand words, um, a hundred times over, you have got a first draft.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it, it, that it, there's that there's that element where writing is sort of seems so difficult and like starting from nothing you know even or just starting from an idea that oh, i've got to yeah. so much to do but it's absolutely true that you know that that when you read a book even you know, you think you read a chapter and you read it in you know 10 minutes or yeah. 15 minutes it's not that many words really and then it's you know obviously it takes crafting to get there but it is it is it's getting it down isn't yeah. it it's sitting I mean I think that's it wouldn't work for me because before 10 o'clock I'm, looking, <laughs> I'm wiping buttons and, <laughs> and being shouted at by a four-year-old that i been puked on but uh but yeah I mean it, you've got to I guess it's it's finding your own time yeah. that it would work exactly, you know my yeah. wife my wife who wrote, writes kids books wrote her first book in her lunch hour at the job she was that's at, you amazing. know, and the desk, yeah. I think, I think she had time at the desk and, but it mainly in a lunch out. Oh, that's great. And, uh, you know, and I think that's, if you've got that time and you really, you know, you've got to really want to do it right. You've got yeah. to really be invested in what you're doing and think there is something here. And I think it's about not, you know, it, though it, that advice that you should try and make money is, <laughs> <laughs> or not be ashamed of making money is correct. I think you've got to just write something. You think whatever happens, yeah. I just need this to, got to write it out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and then if I if I can make a million pounds from it, oh, fabulous! That's that would be quite nice. But
1: <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of relaxing knowing that you probably won't though. It's kind of it kind of frees you up a bit, yeah. Because not, I mean, no one does, you know, Ian Rankin, JK yeah. Rowling, you know, a few others. That's that's it, and um, yeah. and that's all right.
0: Well, <laughs> but, but it's you know, it is, it's just it's an astonishing thing. And again, I think if you'd go back to you as a child and say, you will have written. Oh my God. However many of these books and the two novels. And if that was it, you'd be overwhelmed. I'd be thrilled. With amazement. I'd be yeah. so, so excited. Yeah. So it's, 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 you know, it's, it's an incredible thing. It, look, it's it's a really great book. I'll ask you a couple more questions, then I'll let you go. Um, so you, you talked about having another idea on the go. Are you working on a third novel as we speak? Yes. A I'm, fourth or fifth novel?
1: Uh, <laughs> I've written a lot of a third one and I've had an idea for right. a fourth, which is now starting right. to drag my attention away. But it's okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just
1: not very helpful. They're kind of stacking like planes above Heathrow. They're just sort of waiting. I've got to get the the previous the third one off onto the ground safely yeah uh and 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 then i'll, I'll properly start working on the fourth but yeah
0: and and are you, are you in the situation where you know that will be your publisher says we'll publish that or is your publisher <laughs> waiting to <laughs> see it or would you have to put it around all the publishers again or will it is it is it are you solid so, enough I, I, you I, know I, well
1: I've, I've been i've been signed up to write a, another book for the for the same right. publishers so yeah. um depending on whether they really like or really hate the idea Yeah. You know, nothing's guaranteed. But yes, there will will definitely be a third book from me in this. I kind of, because the first two books in this that I've written are are, are kind of slightly changed versions of Britain and they're, you know, they're slightly depressing. The next one I want to be a fair bit less depressing, you know, I not depressing i mean sell it andy um <laughs> but you know they're not they're, they're sort of visions of things which which haven't gone completely right you know the yeah yeah the path this country has taken which have taken it on a slightly darker path um anyway i want the three together to be something called the altered states trilogy i just think that's a nice okay. sort of loose banding of three different visions of of this world and where it might go next you know right. um oh, that's yeah um
0: um, and are you reading anything at the moment you'd like to recommend? You've, you've recommended a few books already, well, was, but is there anything at the moment you're reading that you... What am I reading at the moment? So, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm reading Web by Wyndham, as I said, um, and I've, I've just been on a bit of a binge at the library. I'm reading White Sargasso Sea by John Reese, which I'm quite enjoying, but I haven't... I don't think I fully understood it yet. Uh, I'm not very far into that. Um, and what else? There was something else I'm reading.
0: God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um oh I find it quite hard to read more than one thing at a time I have to say but yeah what's what's well
1: I'm reading a book called 4000 weeks by Oliver berkman who is a brilliant writer about time and productivity and um it's a book about how 4000 weeks is the average human lifespan which is a terrifying and depressing that's hot, isn't that horrible 4000 <laughs> yes. weeks first 2000 of those you're being educated you know and that, like so I'm in my I'm definitely nearly at 2,000 weeks of life I've already had. Right. Um, and it's about how, you know, productivity is a bit of a myth and a curse. And you can't, you have to to live sanely. You have to say, well, I'm not going to get all this done. And you have to slightly say goodbye to the, you know, how to get it all done. You can't just yeah. accept that and then you'll start making meaningful choices uh but unfortunately due to my life i've only i've only made it about 40 pages in and i have stopped about two months ago and i'm struggling to get-
0: <laughs> because i'm too busy very good it's really good, very good.
1: first 40 pages i mean like perfect.
0: as as you, as you get older as hell, a week is so far you know like bin day comes around so fast <laughs> or snooker day comes around so i think it can't we can't be it can't be i must be doing this on a different day than usual uh so it's uh it's yeah, the, the weeks go very fast. Um, is there is there a is there a, you seem to be you know obviously is there a genre you prefer? Do you like do you like reading novels Because I kind of think I prefer factual books. Sure. And generally, I don't read many novels. But do do you read do you read? A, yeah, I, I read
1: so much that? nonfiction for my work at QI yeah. that I, um, I when I'm trying to relax, I, I almost always read fiction. Yeah. Um. So I read a lot, but within that, a pretty kind of Catholic tastes, I'll read anything really. Um yeah. lots of you know, some fair few thrillers, fair few crime, lots of literary stuff. because I, I studied English, I, I have the sense of wanting to knock off loads more of the classics, which I never got around to during my degree. So I, you know, um I got a few of those stacked up. And uh Plank. yeah. I try to re- I try I try and don't always succeed to read one absolute slammer, you know, top twenty these are the books you must read before you die each year. So right. it was Middle March last year and then The Count of Monte Cristo the year before that. And oh, yes. normally absolute doorstops as well. Um, <laughs> might try my. <and> <laughs> well, men. Middle March,
0: I tried to. I got the audiobook of Middle March for exactly the same reasons. Oh and uh, <laughs> I couldn't get into it at all as an audio. that was That's when it, yeah. I think some. I was saying to you before that I think some audiobook. Did you read your own audiobook, which is great? Yeah. Um, though it makes me picture you as the main character and <laughs> you in sl- you in Jane Austen clothing is what <laughs> makes me picture it, and though I can't picture it appendix, um but um yeah I tried Middle March and I could not make head nor tail of it as an audiobook so I might have to as an audiobook read that it's one. Hard, with yours yeah. with yours I read because I didn't have the audiobook to begin with so I read some of it and then did and oh, then cool. the, audiobook and the rest of it and it was nice to read again actually I, re- I read in you know, I, 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 the nice thing about this podcast is I'm, I'm ingesting a lot of books that's mainly great. through audio. But, but it remind, you know, when I go on holiday, I, well, when I used to before we had kids, I would read a book a day. Yeah. And then not really read much when I got home. And you can kind of think, why am I not? <laughs> <laughs> why am I not reading. I really like reading. If you, yeah, yeah it's so hard to talk so out the time.
1: It genuinely is. Yeah, it is. And, and it's kind of it like is, writing. But, as in, I have a, yeah. I have a commute to work where I have a 20 minute train, and that's great because. If I, as long as I don't open the computer or the phone or whatever, I think, right, it's got 20 minutes to read. You can, you can, yeah. you can make good headway there, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, it's true. Well, look, thank you so much for your time, Andrew. Uh, I thoroughly recommend The Sanctuary. I'm going to check out uh, The Last Day as well. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, thanks so much for coming on to talk to us. Good luck with uh, all your new novels. Thank you to Chris Evans, not that one, for. Uh, Fantastic production. We've got the everything working again. It has not been working very well, Andrew, in the last couple of weeks. (laughs) Uh, A couple of these, I haven't been able to hear what the person's been saying. So, you know, I'm looking forward to listening to those ones. (laughs) But I heard every word today. Uh, So thank you very much. We'll be back next week, I think, with Alice Roberts uh, talking about Buried.